Hey, tenors, guess what? It's March. Let the madness begin. Ryan, please put the glitter away. But it's March Madness. I know, but we do not throw glitter in the studio. Remember? Okay, fine. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and it's March Madness, baby! <laughs> yes, Ryan. It's March Madness, but it's also March 10th, and this is the 10 News. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All right, I'm hyped, you're hyped, Ryan is clearly hyped, and so is the whole 10 News team. Because the biggest college basketball tournament of the year is back. Here to tell you more about it is 10 News correspondent Kenny Curtis. Yes, March Madness. It's one of the most popular sporting events of the year. It features a single elimination tournament where 68 NCAA Division I basketball teams all compete for the national title. And while the men's tournament tends to get more media attention, the women's tournament is just as exciting and competitive. This year, the men's tournament starts on March 15th, and the women's tournament actually starts the next day on March 16th. And to become national champions, a team has to advance through six rounds without losing a single game, including the championship matchup. That's incredible! But how exactly do these teams get selected to play in the tournament in the first place? Well, that's a bit complicated. A lot of grown-ups really don't understand it, even the ones who watch it every year. The easiest way to get in the tournament is through an automatic bid. College sports are divided into groups of school teams called conferences. The teams that win their conference championship automatically secure a spot in the NCAA tournament, regardless of their season record. That's how the first 32 teams get in. But what about the other 36 teams? Well, they're chosen by the NCAA Selection Committee through a complex ranking system. What? Basically, they look at a lot of different statistics, like record and strength of schedule, and they try to figure out how good a team actually is compared to all of the other teams in the country. It's the committee's job to make sure that every team is ranked fairly, and they ultimately decide who gets invited to play in the tournament. Once all 68 teams are selected, the committee then has to seed each team. Now, a seed is just a basketball term for a ranking. Each team is given a seed between 1 and 16. The better teams get the lower seed numbers. Once the teams are ranked and seeded, the committee places them in brackets. Brackets are basically just game schedules that look like flowcharts or diagrams. They show who plays who and when, and they are divided up into four regions— East, West, South, and Midwest. I don't know why there isn't a North. There just isn't. Okay. There's four regions, so there can only be four teams assigned to each seed. You with me? Four number one seeds, four number two seeds, all the way down to four number 16 seeds. And each region features games or matchups between one set of the one through 16. You with me? Okay, moving on. To keep things fair, the committee tries to balance each region equally in terms of competition. They also want to avoid having conference teams play each other early in the tournament, so the selection committee does a lot of mixing and matching to try to create the fairest possible tournament. And usually, they do a pretty good job, because every year, it's practically impossible to predict which teams will win in the tournament. 
That's what makes this event so interesting. Any team really can beat any other team on any given day, regardless of seeding. A lot of people spend a lot of time and energy trying to predict which four teams will make it to the very end. That's called the Final Four. It's almost like a sport of its own. In fact, just a few years ago, a number 16 seed, UMBC, beat a number one seed, UVA, for the first time in history. Way to go! And no one has ever, ever picked a perfect bracket since the tournament began back in 1939. That's crazy! But then again, they don't call it March Madness for nothing. Dude, you are so right. Just the bracketology alone is madness. Thanks for breaking it down, Kenny. Now that you know more about the actual tournament, we would like to dive into a controversy that happened last year and see if it's changed. Here to give you the alley-oop is 10 News correspondent Liza Banks-Campagna. March Madness is finally upon us, and this year, basketball fans everywhere are watching closely not just to see if their favorite teams make a Cinderella run, but also to see how the NCAA handles the women's tournament. That's because last year in 2021, the biggest story coming out of the women's tournament was not about anything happening on the court, but rather the gigantic disparities in how the women's teams were getting treated versus the men's teams. What does that mean? The 2021 March Madness tournament looked different than past years because the men's and women's tournament took place in a bubble due to the pandemic. All teams were isolated from the outside world while they stayed in hotels where they ate meals, practiced, and worked out when they weren't playing games in nearby arenas. The men's tournament was held in Indianapolis, Indiana, and the women's tournament was held in San Antonio, Texas. As soon as the tournament began, female basketball players began posting about how their facilities were not even close to what the men had access to especially the weight room. Seriously? The women's tournament had a gym that had a single piece of equipment and a couple of yoga mats, whereas the men had a fully equipped weight room with everything you would need to get a good workout in. This will not stand! Social media played a really big role in pointing out the discrepancies between the two tournaments. I got something to show y'all. This is our weight room. Let me show y'all the men's weight room. You might remember Sedona Prince, a forward from Oregon University who became the face of calling out the NCAA and gained over a million followers on TikTok from her videos about her experience at the tournament. The NCAA tried to correct its massive mistake, but the damage was done. If you aren't upset about this problem, then you're a part of it. The Stanford Cardinals ended up winning the 2021 National Championship, overcoming major obstacles thrown their way over the course of the season. Here's a fun fact about the reigning champions. They never once got to play a game at home last year because of the restrictions in Santa Clara County, where Stanford University is. Despite a road game heavy season, they were still able to come together as a team and become national champions. Pretty amazing stuff. So this year, all eyes are on the NCAA and how they will handle and uplift these incredible female athletes. And things are going to be different no matter what. Out of the top 10 most followed collegiate athletes on social media, six of them are female athletes. Whoa! Female collegiate athletes have been crushing it, gaining more media attention and landing big brand deals that both allow them to make money and put their sport on the map and gain coverage, something the NCAA has been hugely lacking in. It's about time. There are many teams in contention for the championship this year, including Stanford again, South Carolina, and UConn. But I'm most excited to see the focus of this year to be on the action on the court. 
And I'm hoping that my favorite women's basketball team, the Princeton Tigers, make a Cinderella run after winning the Ivy League championship. Go Tigers! I'm so excited for the women's tournament this year and especially interested to see how the NCAA follows through for its female athletes. Thank you, Liza Banks. Hey, Tessa, do you know where the term March Madness even comes from? Actually, Bethany, I do know where March Madness came from. In 1982, a sportscaster named Brent Musburger said it while covering the NCAA college basketball tournament. Look at this. It might surprise you to learn that this led to a legal battle with the Illinois High School Boys Basketball Championship, which had been using the phrase March Madness since 1939. And in a very unusual ruling, the court gave both the school and the NCAA rights to use the phrase. Wow. Well, thank you, Tessa, for that tidbit. Now that Ryan settled down a bit, I think he's ready to give you the rundown. What up, tenors? This is Ryan Willard, and here is your rundown. An unidentified rocket booster might have crashed into the side of the moon. The bus-sized space junk was expected to crash into the moon at about 7.25 Eastern Time last Friday, traveling at a speed of 5,700 miles per hour. Experts believe it is a rocket booster from a Chinese space mission in 2014, though China denies it and it remains unconfirmed. The next two Pokemon games are coming to Nintendo Switch this year. At Pokemon Presents, it was announced that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will be the next two games in the mainline Pokemon series. And get this, they will be the first fully open world Pokemon games. I mean, I'm still hooked on Arceus, so I am hyped. And last but certainly not least, a Gruyere cheese from Switzerland has been crowned the winner at the World Championship Cheese Contest in Wisconsin. This is the third win for Michael Speicher, the cheesemaker from Mountain Dairy Fritzenhaus. His winning cheese, called Gourmino Le Gruyere AOP, earned a score of 98.423 out of 100. Now this is your friendly reminder that if you are going to cut the cheese, leave the room. And I'm talking specifically to my little sister, Sydney. Disgusting. Back to you, Bethany. (gasps) Something's coming our way. It's the... What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. Do you ever wonder what it's like being a March Madness NCAA basketball star? Playing for big crowds of cheering fans and undoubtedly earning a nice chunk of change. Do you know how much each player gets paid by the NCAA? Is it A, $1 million, B, $100,000, or C, $0? Did you guess it? The answer is... C. NCAA players are college students and they don't get paid to play. That's unbelievable. Many of the players have scholarships, so their college tuition and housing are covered. But that's it. Don't worry, though. There is a growing movement to pay players. Starting in 2019, the state of California ruled that student-athletes can sign endorsement deals, and image and likeness rights are right around the corner. What do you think? Should college athletes, 
who earn lots of money for their colleges, as well as TV networks, get paid? Let us know. Head to the10news.com slash contact, and we might have you join us on the show. Well, that means today's game is over. But before we go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. If you can't take the heat, it may be time for some cool clothing. The only way to play it cool this summer is in brand new Tommy John's. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much cooler. So you can do everything better. Thanks to breathable, lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. With dozens of comfort innovations, Tommy John makes you look super hot while feeling super cool. From lounging at home to summertime fun. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love Tommy John underwear and loungewear. I love wearing my Tommy John loungewear because it feels great after a long day. You should get Tommy John too. Plus, you're always covered with their best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. So shop TommyJohn.com slash T-E-N-N-E-W-S now for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash 10 news for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com slash 10 news. See site for details. Thanks for listening to the 10 news. Look out for our new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays and extras on Saturdays. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News creative team is shooting half-court shots and includes Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, Ryan Willard, Tessa Flannery, Adam Bernard, and Logan DeYoung. Kenny Curtis and Liza Banks-Campagna contributed to this episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Bethany Van Delft and thanks for listening to the 10 News. There is so much glitter in my afro. It is never going to come out. Thank you, Ryan. This podcast has been named a Common Sense Selection by Common Sense Media. Recognized for its outstanding content for kids and families. 